young nostalgia, the Force will be with you always. Let's take a look. Welcome to another fabulous week of fabulous young nostalgia. I'm Nolan, as always. Ben is beside me, and we're podcasting on uh, the end of the flat earth. Oh, my God. I got a story to tell you. Ben, how you doing today, big guy? <laughs> what on earth kind of story could have been reminded to you by that? I-, <laughs> well, I, was, I was scrolling through Twitter. Well, okay. All right. You know what? We need to introduce a very fabulous friend of the show, longtime listener. Actually, that's false. Has hardly ever left. A longtime friend, college friend of ours, Kyle. Welcome back to the show, man. How are you doing, big guy? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm glad you uh, switched that around from longtime listener because, um, unfortunately, I think I've only listened to one of the episodes, and that was the one that I wow. was on. So, yeah, I'm, uh, we we see how, what kind of friend Kyle is. Hey, right. I'm your number one fan. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love it um anyway but to bring it back to the flat earth society i was i was just scrolling through twitter and then here all of a sudden on jimmy kimmel's um news feed thing uh he actually sent somebody kind of quote unquote undercover to the flat earth society convention there's conventions um and there's like uh and then so he goes into this meeting room and it's like a huge professional conference with a presentation. And they start up the slideshow and it's like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Flat Earth Society 2020 with like really incredible, crazy freaking graphics and sound. It's insane. And then I think the somewhat celebrity came in. And a then he was like celebrity. Yeah, I don't really know who he is. Obviously, he believes in flat Earth, so I don't really care. But anyway, at the end of his speech, he's like flat Earth forever, and then takes his arm, puts it sideways, and like taps it against his chest. So apparently, if we want to feel like one of them, we just go flat Earth forever, and then turn your arm horizontal and tap it against your chest. And apparently, that's a secret handshake. But I was losing it. And this guy was just trolling them, like throwing globes around, saying, the, screw the flat earth. Oh, like, screw screw round earth and all this other stuff, just throwing <laughs> globes around. Wait, so he was serious or not serious? No, he was not serious. He was a part of Jimmy Kimmel and kind of like infiltrating oh. the conference. Gotcha. Okay, that's yeah. fantastic. It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> I was cracking up laughing. Ben, how you doing today, big guy? Ah... Uh... I'm doing okay. Much better now. Yes. 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 Uh, that could now. that could be a story for another time. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to get you all boiled up. Again. I oh I'm gonna yeah I would be raging pretty hard on this show if if we got to talking <laughs> about my day. So we'll, we'll leave that for another time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Episode Hi. 83 coming to you. Sorry, but uh, Kyle, were you gonna say something? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was just chuckling at Ben. <laughs> episode 83 coming to you a few weeks late of, i don't know maybe about three weeks ago uh ben kyle and i all got together and watched star wars episode 9 rise of skywalker and as years in the past we always have kyle on and we discuss our uh takes on the film itself as well as the star wars universe um and where we think it could be going as well as uh sp- particular story elements that we either enjoyed or did not enjoy so uh a quick 
thing is that we uh the first half of the show will be spoiler for you we will we we will be not we will we we will be not talking about spoilers until we say that we're talking about spoilers spoilers gosh i can't even talk today <laughs> um but a few couple things <laughs> few couple things. We had a wonderful five-star review on Apple Podcasts from our longtime listener, longtime friend, Rusty R.E. Lewis 2011. Um, he does a podcast over with his brother-in-law, Ryan, called the Otaku Brothers. Ben, I know uh, we've talked about this a little bit um, in the past, but they have been a longtime supporter for us, and it means a ton to have uh, Rusty write in. Um, and say that he enjoys the show. Enjoys the show, Rusty. Thank you so much for all you've been doing and supporting us um, on all the social platforms as well as uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, and keep on going on with your amazing podcast. Uh, you guys do great work over there. Again, that's Otaku Brothers. You can find them uh, anywhere you get your favorite podcast. You know, we Sorry. need to do like a promo swap or something with those guys. We really should. I'm pretty sure we said that the last time, but now yes. that he's listening, Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Give us an email at youngnostalgiapod at gmail.com, and we can email back otakubrothers at gmail.com, um, otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com, and we're going to swap some uh, promos out there, and uh, we're going to be download- downloading at least 100,000 individual downloads within the next week. So both of our <laughs> podcasts are going to quadruple in size. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're going to make it big overnight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> be sponsored by Blue Chew. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh you know, you know uh, what would be awesome if you were sponsored by Blue Chew and by Blue Apron all in the same episode? So yeah, after you they, get the artwork s- done, you can they just s- quench the appetite with some Blue Apron. For people out there who don't know what those are, uh, two similar sounding things, very different markets. <laughs> Please Google them and let us know what you think. Youngnostashapod <laughs> at gmail.com. All right. I oh love my it. Goodness. Gosh, I'm so sorry. I've been talking quite a bit. We got to get into this episode and hear some of our good friend Kyle and Ben. And we can all talk about uh, what we thought about the latest Star Wars episode. <laughs> Let's get on into it. So, Kyle, over you to over to you, big guy. What do you think um, your overall thoughts of Star Wars Episode Nine were? Again, this is spoiler-free territory, so just kind of give your brief overview of what you thought about the movie. You know, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I know there was a lot of negative reviews on it, um, but I liked it. It was. Um, I felt like it gave me some answers to some questions that at least myself and I think you guys probably had as well um, from the last two episodes. Um, I remember watching those and every time I left, I was like, it's like, what, what, what? what? Like, I was just <laughs> looking for answers. And I think, I think I got them with those answers um, in this movie. So I was very appreciative of that. Good stuff. Thank you, Kyle. That's perfect. Ben, what did you think, man? You know, that's a tough question to ask when we're in a spoiler-free part of the show. <laughs> yeah, it really was. I was really <laughs> trying to word myself carefully there. <laughs> Just say, like, I liked it. End of yeah, story, it, period. It, so. it was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did like it. Um, <clears throat> This last trilogy, I do have quite a few 
frustrations that we'll get into at the end of the show. Um, mm-hmm. But they weren't necessarily uh, focused on episode nine. It was, it's more of a kind of a, a theme that they had running that frustrates me. And I, of the last trilogy, I, I, I would wager to say that rise of my rise of Skywalker was probably my favorite. Yeah. Um, that being said, I do have a few gripes um, that we'll end up talking about later. It's just kind of hard to talk about them now when we're still trying to uh, keep it spoiler free. Right, right. Perfect. What Good about you, Nolan? Um, so I think overall, I, I think I'm definitely in your guys' bandwagon. I liked the movie. I thought it was um, entertaining. I thought it was like a good movie, you know, like movie when you think of movie, you think you just want to escape into a world for a few hours, right? And just enjoy mm-hmm. storytelling and cinematics, um, special effects. I think everything was spot on. I thought it was really good. Um, I think everything happened really fast, which I understand needs to happen to tie up all the loose ends. But also, I I don't know what it is, but I feel like every episode from... Um, seven, eight, and nine. There's like a lot of shared themes, but there's also things that have been just dropped cold turkey and then new <laughs> things started. Because I I almost feel like each episode, seven, eight, and nine, is a movie within itself, but isn't that cohesive as a whole, which kind yes. of like grinds my gears a little bit, where it's like this could be a standalone Star Wars story to an extent, because everything like storylines were dropped, storylines were just kind of not talked about or whatever. Um, and it just seemed like a reset button was half pushed each episode. But this one, I do agree, is probably the best out of the three. You know, I don't want to I don't want to railroad your review at all. But uh, that is definitely something that I've noticed in other media that have talked about the latest episode nine as well. Um, and I think. I don't exactly know what the breakdown is on the movies. Um, I think there, I mean, there was a director change somewhere in there, wasn't there? It was, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of the defining line that I've heard other people talk about as well, is that there was kind of a, a storyline and uh, thematic vision of one director that was definitely not carried through with the second director. Yeah, right. I think seven was directed by J.J. Abrams, I believe, and then eight and nine, I believe, were both directed by Ryan Johnson. I yes. believe eight I eight was, and then I think nine might have started that way, but then he was canned, and J.J. Abrams came in and finished it. Oh yes, that that's how it happened. I do remember that now. Right <clears throat> now, I mean, don't don't quote us because I'm not. Pers- particularly sure in terms of what director had the helms of episode nine when, when they started, but JJ Abrams definitely finished the the product. So before we move on to as overall, long as it's not George Lucas, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just wait, get, give it, give it six years. Then he'll do a um, new re-release of them all and add in all this CGI shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's probably just... already CGI, but <laughs> well, yeah, I, I know. I know. It's um, so <laughs> going off of this before we get get into nitty gritties of ranking our Star Wars um, movies entirely from the whole saga, the whole Skywalker saga. Uh, 
gosh, how come I totally forgot the question I was going to ask you? Um, <laughs> do you guys, do you guys, oh, I got, I got, I got, do you guys think that uh, episode nine was trying too hard with typical Star Wars tropes to kind of kneel down to long time to uh, a self, its own. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't... I don't necessarily know either. Um, I I definitely think that that's where they were going with most of the last trilogy in general. Um, Yeah. Well, especially episode seven. I think out of all of them... Episode seven did the most to just be a carbon copy of another Star Wars movie. Oh yeah, I mean, are are you are you freaking kidding me? Another Death Star, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> that, but yes, I I do I do one hundred percent hundred percent see that as there was a definite. They even followed the same overall pattern of the movie in general, um, just the 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 flow of the plot is is very very much like the original trilogy, um, and I think they were I kind of see the good and bad in that, um, to where yes it it all does seem familiar and it seems like it's already been done that sort of thing but that being said there is that element of nostalgia like okay they're uh, they definitely understand their fan base and they're trying to put out something that they already know is a success and that's what people want to see. Right. Almost like you're guaranteed to have fun because you know what to expect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. I hope that answers the question. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think that answered to the best of how complicated I even asked it in the first place. So good job. That was awesome. Okay. So, uh, Kyle already gave me his thoughts on the next topic matter, uh, but we're going, <laughs> we're going to try and just do a quick ranking of all of the Skywalker saga in terms of, uh, which ones we like more than others. So this is not a number ranking, um, in sequence. This is a ranking of what movies we like more than the others. So it would be, um, least or like most favorite to least favorite. So just to get a ground base of these are the movies that are on the list. Episode one, Phantom Menace. Episode two, Attack of the Clones. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Rogue One, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Episode four, A New Hope. Episode five, Empire Strikes Back. Episode six, Return of the Jedi. And then episode seven, Force Awakens. Episode eight, The Last Jedi. And then Rounding out with episode nine, Rise of Skywalker. So, who wants to carry us off? Kyle, don't feel like you have to necessarily rate them all, um, but you can tell us what your favorite is, I guess, out of out of the entire list. Yeah, I mean, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, you can't beat the classic A New Hope, the original. I mean, not, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, that's classic Star Wars story right there. Um, so that's, I mean, if that's not my favorite, then it's definitely up there just because that's, that's, I mean, that's classic Star Wars. Um, obviously the three most recent movies, the early seven, eight, nine are the most fresh 
in my head. Plus, they have a lot more of the modern technology. They've been made. They've able to make um, some of the graphics look a bit more crisp, a bit more clean than some of the uh, older films. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing that they're not so crisp. Um, but I like the crispness of them, the fresh and clean. Um, they also felt more um, entertaining, I guess, to me, just okay. because of. I think that's just more of a modern thing, uh, making movies a bit more of an entertaining experience rather than necessarily telling a story. Um, right. But like they're better at like holding and keeping your attention, and the plot almost moves a lot faster. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a bit more going on. It's not so. Yeah, we'll go with what you said. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then I have not seen Solo. So of all those movies, I've not seen Solo. So I can't, uh, I can't say anything on that. Um, but I mean, they're all Star Wars movies, so I'm cool with them. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I wish Kyle was like a newspaper movie reviewer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would just be, uh, it's a Star Wars movie. Go watch it, you dipshit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Take my money. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess I'll go ahead and uh, kind of uh, go after Kyle here. You know, I, it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters what Star Wars does ever in the future. Does not matter in the slightest. Its top three is. Hope, Empire, Return, in that order. In that um, order. In, Just like making a Krabby Patty, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in that order. <laughs> that being said, um, I don't really know what I would rank everything else. Um, <laughs> Behind all of those, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't necessarily care for the prequels, which would be Episode 1, 2, and 3, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, um, I do, of the three, I think I like Revenge of the Sith the most. Right. Um, and I, I do, I do really, really enjoy the later trilogy, seven, eight, nine. So I would kind of do, obviously, you know, Hope, Empire, Return at the top. And then I would kind of group all of the newer ones, um, in addition to Revenge of the Sith, all in just kind of a lump right behind that. <laughs> because it almost kind of like it kind of just depends on the day which you know how i would rank those so i, I, I wish miss. we had like an animated diagram of how all this is going to look for each of us <laughs> um i feel like all of ours would be like you know you know in the movies when someone's going crazy trying to find a solution to something they have got like a poster board wall of pictures and notes and diagrams with like right. the yarn strung up all around yep. everything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's exactly what it would look like <laughs> With new oh it's tuesday right? well it's tuesday so we have to uh change this yarn because that's not that's not correct anymore we'll change it back tomorrow like <laughs> exactly so uh i guess it's time for nolan's who i'm sure nolan's gonna have some sort of controversial opinion you know controversial <laughs> oh. in the context of our 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 group right here um okay, okay. as to as to what he's gonna think is the ranking he can be well, like a- one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, four, five, six. <laughs> I'm actually okay. I'm actually ranking the movies that haven't been made yet. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Okay, uh, now that, that Ben kind of made things a little bit interesting, I don't feel that bad about making it <laughs> interesting. So first, I'm going to group it by trilogies for the most part. So I'll, I'll group the trilogies on which trilogies I like more as a cohesive bunch, right? So the first one will be A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, right? The, the OG, greatest, those are definitely the best trilogy of star wars movies oh, um, out there so next i think i would probably actually rate the latest version of the star wars trilogies seven eight and nine force awakens the last jedi and rise of skywalker and then i'll rate um probably rogue one right one oh shoot okay dang it okay here we go we got the first group og originals then rogue one then the new trilogy, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Then the prequels of Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. And Solo's at the bottom because I watched 10 minutes of it and I got bored, so I shut it off. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, that was yeah, harsh. Was, my bad. My bad. But then, in, okay, and then, and then when well, you get into the nitty-gritty of in the middle of each trilogy. So the first trilogy, Empire Strikes Back, New Hope, Return of the Jedi. That's how you rank them. Um and then, and then Rogue One. And then the newest trilogy, which is after that, if anybody's following me, um, I will definitely rank it Rise of Skywalker, Force Awakens, then The Last Jedi at the I bottom of that list. That. And then Solo is at the end. What would you say, Kyle? Not that I agree with that. Your uh, ranking of the new trilogy, uh, Rise of Skywalker, Force Awakens, Last Jedi. I feel like that's an uh, appropriate ranking. Right. Yeah, I approve the- of that. Stamp of approval. So yeah. I guess if if that whole ranking system makes sense, like it's hard for me to picture each Star Wars movie individual after mm-hmm. there's now three trilogies, right? Like it, it's hard for me to kind of pick apart the story arc for each each time period of Star Wars. So I had to I had to do that to make make it make sense. No, I mean that that's totally fair because each each trilogy. To an extent, it's hard to look at them as a single movie because they basically follow an entire plot line. So they're almost right. they're almost three parts to uh, a single movie. Is how I look at it, mm-hmm. and so that's a very fair way to 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 rank them. Cool. One thing that I I do want to bring up is I I maybe I was overthinking it, but. Is Rogue One and Solo actually part of the Skywalker saga? Uh I would def I would be more I would be very hesitant to throw Solo into what I would, you know, term a Skywalker saga. Right. I think, I think Rogue One is because it's literally like three and a half. Yeah. Right? That's that's the one where they actually show them like getting the plans or something like that, right? Right. Okay, yeah, and then I think Solo's just like kind of a more of like a side s- story or something like that. Right, because that's it's kind of yeah. like the intermediary between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's more of a it's it, Rogue One is like a backstory in the. In the, it's filling the gap between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. So yes, I would I would throw it in there. The one I was on the fence about was Solo. Um, 
because I in my ranking I did not throw either of those two in just because I wasn't necessarily sure how well they fit into the saga because I do really right. enjoy Rogue One I like that a lot I, I I feel like Solo was just on a branch of its own mm-hmm. um, it just kind of it tells you about a character that has a that has a significant part in the Star Wars in the Skywalker saga but there's nothing to do in terms of the Skywalker saga like plot progressing i feel like um yes yes i would agree with that cool i like it all right anything else big guys before we switch into spoiler territory i don't think so we're coming up on roughly maybe half hour into the show we probably need to be moving it forward along a little bit all right, that's perfect. Uh, take a timestamp quick here, Ben. We can put this down in the show notes down below to let you know when the uh, spoiler territory begins. All right, here yes. we go. Three, two, one. We are now in spoiler territory. Gosh, I can't <laughs> believe you can see Ray's titties in the new movie. That's amazing. See, we didn't we didn't tell the audience if they were real spoilers or not. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for sticking with us. This is great. All right, let's do it. So kind of give a background um, about this. So unfortunately, Carrie Fisher died around um, just a few years ago, and she was not a part of filming and putting together episode nine, um, The Rise of Skywalker. So from what you guys remember, did you guys like the way they did it? Kind of, they they kind of did the Leia sequence. Um, her her outfits and hair were were like CGI to like change throughout the movie, but all of her lines and scenes were picked apart from past um, footage already shot and kind of put into uh, the movie. So, what did you guys think about that? Do you think they did a good job, or did you feel like it was kind of choppy? Didn't make much sense. I mean. If I'm being 100% honest, I didn't really notice any difference. Until, okay. until you guys pointed out afterward, then I was like, oh, that makes it, you guys make a fair point because all of her lines were pretty short and nothing um, too in depth. But during the movie, I wasn't really, I guess, paying that much, that close attention to the fact that it wasn't necessarily. Um, super in-depth so honestly i didn't really notice it i thought they did a good job all right i get that ben what do you think oh what do i think um i i picked up on it almost immediately yeah um i didn't i didn't dislike it i'll say that um I think they did a good job working with what they had. Uh, But I thought it was, I felt that it was extremely obvious that it was leftover footage. Um, Right. And I don't know, like that being, I mean, as obvious as it was, I don't fault them for it because, um, you know, she did pass away at a kind of, the way I'm about to phrase this makes it sound bad, but it, <laughs> I, was, I was about to she, say this is about to be bad. She passed away at an awkward stage in filming of the trilogy, and you know, j- as sad as that is, they I mean they they still have to you still have to put out a movie that you've already started, right? Right. So 
they did a good job working with what they had. Um, but it still was, it was pretty obvious. And you know what? I am personally, I'm glad they, they decided to end her character. Um, just because we may or may not get into it at a later date or later on in the show. I just, I'm not sure how I feel about how I feel about CGIing, uh, deceased actors and actresses. Right. And so I'm very glad that we don't have to worry about her popping up later in the shows, in the uh, episodes, excuse me. Right. Um, You know, it's different in a situation where it's uh, a flashback or something like that, because, you know, let's look at Rogue One. You know, there was young Leia. Well, it's, they're not, obviously they're not going to have Carrie Fisher play young Leia. (laughs) <laughs> um, in a scenario like that. So even when she was still alive, they still CGI'd her. Um, but someone who's playing a current reoccurring role like that, you know, if if the actor or actress is no longer around, then something needs to be done about the character, in my opinion. Right. I'm with you. So, so I, like, I think I kind of went off track a little bit on that. Um, <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> That's perfectly hey, that's perfectly fine. All of that's what we do best. the ideas right, all of the ideas and thoughts are uh cared for here at Young Nostalgia. So uh so my thoughts, if you care to hear them, probably not though. Anyway. No, no, uh, <laughs> nope, moving on. Um I, I feel like I definitely caught on to it like you did. Um and I thought it was good. You know, I I thought they did I don't want to sound insincere either, but like as good as they could with what they had. Yes. If that makes sense. But I feel like they also just kind of pushed story elements of her character along and tried to make the story fit what they had. Um, and then like it almost it almost felt like they ran out of stuff with Carrie Fisher. So they were like, OK, now it's just time to put her in bed and cover up, cover her up. And then yeah, yeah. we'll just make her body disappear by the end of the movie and just make yeah. that work out. Um it- and, and it's interesting to me to kind of explore like Leia's force sensitiveness. Um, I feel like they should have talked about Leia's abilities a little bit more if they're trying to throw that onto us where like, oh, apparently Luke was training her to be a Jedi. Who would have known? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I 100% agree with that. It's It's like they just kind of like brought it up real quick just to fill in a plot hole. And then just glossed over it after that. Right. Like they, they did it to, to try and make you believe the connection of the force between her and Ben Solo or Kylo Ren. So mm-hmm. she so trying to show off that she has a very strong connection to the force. Obviously she does. I mean, she's a Skywalker. But they were doing that just to show why she was being covered up by a blanket. And, and I was just kind of like, well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. And I know you have to do with what you have. But... Uh, I feel like they should have just elaborated or done better with how Leia can use the force rather than in um, the last Jedi where she just gets blown out of a ship in mid space and lives. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I see like they just came about her whole force powers in a really bad way that I didn't like. And this movie didn't exaggerate them, but didn't make it any better for me. I no. completely forgot about the fact that she blew up into space. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because they missed a fantastic opportunity with that to end her character there. 
Right. Um, that would have been that would I I just feel like it would have fit a lot better if she wouldn't have survived that. And because I, I feel that same way, unless I'm misremembering, um, I just I don't feel like her character played big enough of a role in the rise of Skywalker to warrant keeping the character around. Um, you know, I won't say it's not like she was a minor character or anything like that, but I think with a little bit of twist in the plot around and in a few key spots, I think they could have made the movie without her and it would have been just as good. Right. As insensitive as that sounds, but I mean, that's, that's just, I think they, they, they drug it on too long. I agree. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kyle, anything else on this topic, or are we good to move on? No, I think we're good to move on. All right, let's do it. Uh, Let's skip ahead here. So thoughts on Emperor Palpatine coming back. What do you think? Do you think it was just a trope to try and uh, real like rake in Star Wars fans from a long time ago? Or um, do you think they did well story-wise actually with that plot? Well, how could be how could Palpatine be a way to drag in old fans? I didn't even know he was going to be back until they watched the movies. Oh dang! <laughs> I mean, unless I'm missing something that that we somehow knew he was coming back. Well, there was like some teaser trailers um, for the movie, and at the end of the trailer, Palp- you heard you heard Palpatine's laugh. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm, 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 I probably missed that then because I, 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 I would you even know? I didn't even know he was coming back. Kyle, Kyle's just blown away when he when we watched the movie. Um, I, I don't know. I'm on the fence about the Palpatine thing. Um, like, did they did they stretch it too far? Being like. Really? I, I don't know. I feel like they just scrounged together some sort of um, plot line to make it seem why Snoke wasn't important anyway. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I don't... I just... It, it makes me wonder how long Palpatine returning was actually the game plan of the series. Right. I absolutely. was just thinking about that. I was just thinking about what would have happened if they had had the same director or whatever, the same like game plan, the entire three movies, how the story would have actually played out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just wonder if, was that the plan all along or was that, you know, prior to the, to the development of episode nine, was that, was it left open-ended and someone in a boardroom somewhere was like, Hey, what if we bring Palpatine back? Right, right, right. Do it. You'll find a way Um, and just do it. That being said, I do think it was interesting um, because with the return of Palpatine in episode nine, that would mean that uh, Emperor Palpatine was the he was the returning Sith villain through the entire Star Wars series, which is that is pretty. I I do. I do kind of like that. as as aggravating as I see the Palpatine returning, uh, I I think it is it is kind of neat that he is the it's a sole villain the entire time. 
Right. And I mean, it makes sense and it kind of ties a nice little bow. Obviously, a lot a lot of more questions in terms of what kept Palpatine alive in the first place after Return of the Jedi. But the big bombshell that was dropped in terms of uh, Ray being a Palpatine, like carrying on that name of the family. Um, it kind of brings it full circle in terms of Palpatine obviously showing his true colors of how evil he is because he's trying to manipulate and coerce Rey uh, for his own good. Um, but then also, like, you kind of see where all the power um, and uh, divisiveness of Rey. Uh, I thought it was great. It was something that I didn't see coming of Rey being a Palpatine. Um, and I think... In terms of how the story came across, I think it it delivered itself very well. Oh yeah, I mean, I I would definitely agree that whatever they that with with bringing Palpatine back, they did it very well. Um, I was going into this movie, I was not, I didn't really watch any of the trailers, so I was totally in the dark on it. Um, and it did once I did realize it, I was uh taken by surprise um and it, it they did kind of bring it all together because they were extremely secretive throughout the uh the episode 7 and 8 about uh Ray's lineage and right. it's they made it very obvious that she's from a powerful family but they they hid the secret extremely well up until the last movie about where she actually came from. Right. Cause didn't in number, um, the last Jedi, wasn't it where they were just like, you're a nobody. Right. And everybody mm-hmm. was just like, what? Okay. So now she's just a nobody. Yeah. Right. And, and I, that, I think they're kind of trying to play, play two cards with that. Um, they were trying to downplay her lineage but I do see a lot of the Phantom Menace in that movie um, with Anakin uh, growing up. I mean, Anakin grew up as a slave. Uh, him and his mother were both slaves. They didn't talk about his lineage at all. Actually, his his mother even is quoted in the movie saying there is there was no father. Um <clears throat> And that was part of the mystic of that series is how powerful Anakin could be, um, you know, basically out of the blue. He wasn't following like a longtime Jedi lineage, which is that's kind of the feel I got from The Force Awakens with Rey's background, how they downplayed all of it. And they talk, they didn't really they made it look like she was just a random character that just happened to be super, super force sensitive. I get that. That's cool. I, I didn't make that connection. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. Uh, we'll probably push in our envelope here in terms of time limit for the episode. So why don't we round out the episode with a uh, cool little interesting take on what are your thoughts with the whole Rilo, Kylo, sorry, <laughs> Rilo, <laughs> the, whole, the whole thoughts on Ray and Kylo Ren or Ben Solo's relationship um, in terms of the whole movie as well as the fi- like one of the final scenes, scenes where uh, Ben Solo uh, sacrifices himself to obviously save Ray um, and then they kiss. So what do you think? Kyle, uh, do you think they did well with that whole um, storyline? Uh, yes and no, I guess I would say. Because, like, not going to lie, I couldn't quite figure out what their 
status was because obviously we didn't really know exactly um who ray was until um rise of skywalker in which we found out she was a palpatine um so i mean i was still trying to figure out whether ray was a skywalker or in which case she would have been ben's cousin right right or something or even cousin. brother yeah, cousin no, or sibling, be, yeah. It'd be cousin, yeah. And in which case then that would have just been you know, they would have had the the family tie, the relationship would have just been love, but in a in the sense of, of being siblings or related. Um and then all of a sudden it turned out that they weren't related and it was actually this weird relationship. I don't know. I think their whole relationship was a little weird. To be honest, yeah, with like the whole force connection thing. Honestly, their force yeah. connection was so strong because there was so much sexual tension that they finally were able to act upon at the end of the movie. Okay, I can see that now. I think ba- based on the actual plot of the movie, I think that is totally unjustified. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any uh, any background that actually supports that. <laughs> Well, just, just look how at how works. just look at how Kylo Ren and Ray looked at each other when he was shirtless when they had that um, force vision with each other. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, but it's not what initiated the force vision. That's that's true, Ben. What are you? What are your thoughts about the Kylo Ray? You know, storyline. I was hoping that I would get to go last on this because I think it will oh. segue into another good point. Perfect. Um, I I could go if you, I can go. I yeah yeah go ahead go ahead because I'm my mine will be a very broad point that'll segue into a whole other conversation so go ahead okay all right sounds good um, overall I I actually really enjoyed the whole Ray Kylo uh, relationship um, before so within episode seven and eight I was never a big fan of Kylo Ren I thought he was kind of a write off character he wasn't like as badass as I thought he would be um, and just kind of turned out, I mean, obviously I know that he had a lot of problems they had to deal with and he was obviously torn within the force on which way to go. And a lot of times his uh, dark side came out through his anger and um, unknowing of, you know, what to expect or like who to look up to um, and someone to steer him in the right direction. But I thought he really came through strong as a character here um, and actually kind of gave in to what was hurting him so long um, and I thought that they did really well with his transition from being so dark into um, being understanding and seeing the light side of the force and ultimately committing to that side. Um, and I thought the turning point was beautifully done with bringing back his father, Han Solo, and kind of having him in that same spot that they were in in The Force Awakens, but having him make a separate choice, a different choice that changed his frame of mind. Um, I thought that was wonderful. I thought it was amazingly done. Um, and I thought they also did a really good job in terms of explaining and showing the connection between Ray and Kylo because they had that connection since the force awakens and nothing really made sense in terms of the visions that they had of each other. And by the end of rise of Skywalker, I felt really cemented and happy with how they explained that and obviously how they used it to their advantage rather than being like, what the hell is going on? Why are we seeing each other in two separate places? I thought they did a really good job and it really came together 
in terms of the storyline. And they even learn to kind of embrace that connection. Um, and that's how they end Rise of Skywalker, which I really liked. Okay. That's my thought. There, I, I am I'm inclined to agree with quite a bit of it. Uh, my outlook on Kylo Ren uh, improved throughout Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. I don't think I would. I don't think I ended up liking him quite as much as you did, um, but he did grow on me a little bit. Because I, I initially, I, I despised Kylo Ren, not because he was just <laughs> a villain, but because he was a bad villain. <laughs> um, it just, I, I think the best way to equate my opinion of Kylo Ren would be. In, he was basically like a moody teenager. Right. Um, yeah. He was just really grumpy all the time, mostly about his parents. Um, it didn't really seem like any of his anger was that justified. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. And so I, I don't really look at Kylo Ren with much regard. Um, and he, he definitely wasn't he definitely wasn't as good as he thought he was um as far as being evil or in the force um you know i mean being he's being trained by uh well i guess come to find out he wasn't really a sith lord uh with snoke he was more of a uh, kind of a puppet uh from palpatine but you th- why is his why is he only at the level of someone who has almost zero force training like ray when he's being trained by a sith lord you know you think i understand that they always wanted to play up ray as being super powerful um very quick to pick everything up but you'd still think that they would not they still they still shouldn't be on the same playing field in my opinion, um, with his background, which that's right. kind of where I was going with. He's just, he's not as good as he thinks he is. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I don't, I guess as far as their relationship goes, I just didn't really, I didn't really understand it. You know, there wasn't, they've never talked about anything like the force pairs or anything like that in previous movies. So that was a a totally new idea, um, that I'd not really understood before. Um, and, and even, I mean, they went three movies without ever giving any sort of explanation as to what's going on, which I think is just a little bit frustrating. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm fine with a little bit of secretiveness, like, um, uh, okay, maybe maybe the characters themselves don't really know what's going on. I get it, but it I think it is a little bit late to be explaining that into a third movie of a series. Yeah, I get that. But but I do appreciate them taking the liberties with that kind of new force aspect, I guess. Um it's cool to yeah. see that that that's even possible. Um but I, I definitely get it where things just kind of grew over time. But then even like it was almost like it wasn't even discussed, only known between Ray and Kylo and like nothing yeah, else that, was ever like talked about. That's true. I mean, it, it wasn't really ever uh, discussed between the other characters as well. But I think that kind of leads me into the point I was going to make um, that kind of piggybacks on this is 
is this movie, it was, it started a little bit in Force Awakens. Um, it got extremely more evident in Episode 9, and then it was rampant. In, or, I'm sorry, it got a little bit worse in Episode 8, and it was rampant in Episode 9. <laughs> it seems like there was an extreme amount of liberties taken in Force Powers. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a ton of stuff that... It seems like whether it was episode one through six and including Rogue One and Solo, although there wasn't too much involved with those, um, there's pretty much a basic set of abilities that go along with being force sensitive. Um, I understand that those are, it's kind of like an including but not limited to uh, kind of deal where that's not all people can do with the force, but that's what people mostly do with the force. Uh, and it seems like seven, eight and extremely nine. They, they just decided like anytime they needed anything to happen in the movie and they weren't sure how they were going to make it happen. They just like, Oh, the, the force will handle it. The force will take care of it. Uh, yeah. this person will use the force just to fix the problem. And it was almost, they almost use it like a write off. I mean, it's that kind of goes back to where to, raise fairly limited training on the force you know it's just it seems like even with her family lineage and her extreme uh force sensitivity it seems like there really really should be should have been more training involved in uh you know some of the powers she was exhibiting right Um, like force healing, where did where on earth did that come from? <laughs> well, okay, uh, Kyle, anything you want to say, big guy? No, I'll just say I agree with Ben. I felt like even now I'm still confused on like maybe I don't know confused is the right word, but I don't necessarily understand like how the heck did they start force communication thing? Because I was never in the original stuff, you know, the force healing, all these different things that they just like. Oh, we don't know how to solve this problem. Yeah, the Force can solve it. You can do anything with the Force. Yeah. <laughs> in, in in the older movies, it just seemed like people had to train and train and train and train and learn to focus and yeah. learn how to manipulate right. the Force. And in this movie, it was just like, right. well, if you believe hard enough, anything <laughs> is possible. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, granted, I don't know, or we don't know how much time passed between episode eight and nine. I'm guessing probably not enough significant time for Ray to be able to learn how to stop a uh, first order shuttle in midair and blow it up with forest lightning. Um, so yeah. that kind of yeah. confused the heck out of me. But I also had this weird soft side where it's like, there has been so much time in terms of story building and lore building and canon building with Star Wars itself that I feel like back in the day when their first ones were made, a lot of a lot of things were assumed, maybe not shown or talked about as much in terms of how powerful Vader was or how powerful the Force can be just because it might not have been a key aspect of what the storyline was going to. But ever since Star Wars lore has grown, uh, George Lucas has talked more about what is possible. I feel like the newest movies were taking more liberties in terms of showing what has been talked about with the lineage of Star Wars storytelling. Because there's comic books, there's uh, short stories, there's 
novels. There's, you know, stuff like that that kind of has expanded on it. And maybe connecting the dots have happened a lot faster outside of the cinema world than what we're used to. So they're just kind of throwing it in. And obviously, you know, you can kind of take it in terms of what Kyle was talking about before and how the newest trilogy is entertaining. It's fun. It's cinematic. And I feel like they're just kind of like, well, this stuff lends itself to Hollywood. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, I I, I 100% acknowledge all of that. But I just, I'm a little bit concerned with how, I'm fine if, if all that stuff is possible, that's fine. If these characters are capable of that, I'm fine. My main point was the extreme quickness of the progression. Oh, um, okay, okay, sorry. And no, and, and no, that's fine. I mean, that's kind of a another tangent, you know, to the conversation. Whereas, it, yes, that stuff didn't appear in the other ones, and so it's it's really foreign to uh, longtime fans. Um, but that being said, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not close minded to it. Uh, it's just that it was, it was weird to see how fast it progressed was, was, was my main point. Um, and it, it just didn't seem like there was, there was, there was much build up to it, I guess. Um, right. you know, you think of someone like Luke who was, Luke was super, super powerful, but he basically spent a lifetime studying the force and doing all of that. And then these people, Let's say uh, Ray and Kylo. What were they? I'm basic, basic judging by the movie. Thirty, at the oldest. I'd say like mid twenties to thirties. Right, and then they're just immediately capable of this stuff. That's, I, I just, I found it, it kind of broke the, uh, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, you know, you get ingrained in the movies and you're just, you're following along and it just something, something like that happens and it makes you think and you're just kind of like, wait a second. And it almost breaks the, the mystifying factor of Star Wars uh, right. by making you think about it. And I don't know. And I, I also see that it's, I, I realize that this is the end of the uh, Skywalker saga, um, but it's also like, where do you go from here? It's like if you ramp from zero to a hundred that quick, where do you progress from here? As oh, well, I get that. I get that. Um, yeah, because so, it almost feels like Ray grew as a character in terms of power and knowledge within a movie and a half, and it's like, yes. wait a second, right? And so if if they ever decide to come back to those characters in the future, where I mean, where do you? You're already at the top. Where do you go from there? Right. You just keep going up, baby. People <laughs> <laughs> whole planet put their mind here in the next movie. But, well, there there was quite a few tangents in there, I suppose, but uh, hopefully there was a coherent thought in there somewhere. Yeah, sorry, man, I did not mean to misunderstand you. Go off. No, 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 it. you're fine. It wasn't necessarily misunderstanding at all. It was, um, I was in ge- speaking in general, and then we just got a little bit more focused. Right. Yeah, I get it. Cool. Kyle, how you feeling over there, big guy? I'm feeling good, man. I'd love to see more Star Wars stuff in the future, but we'll see. We'll see what we get. We'll see what we get. Um, 
That being said, uh, are either of you guys uh, watching The Mandalorian at all? I do not have Disney Plus, so no, I am not. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I do not have Disney Plus, so no, I am not. All right, so I guess we'll have to save that. We'll have to save that conversation. (laughs) All right, moving on. (laughs) Hey, but definitely check out the Otaku Brothers podcast. They have talked um, about the Mandalorian as well. So if you want to hear more about that, check out in their recent episode feed. They talk about that show. um, Maybe I'll just go be a guest on their show. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. If you want Ben to be a part of your podcast, Rusty and Ryan, give us an email youngness, at youngnostalgiapod at gmail.com. I'm sure he'll be more than willing to. Uh, Kyle, any final thoughts before we round out this amazing episode 83 about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker? No, let's just say um, go, watch the, go watch all the Star Wars again, y'all. Enjoy it. It's a good time. <laughs> Kyle, you're the best. I freaking love you, man. Uh Ben, anything else, big guy? You know what? I throughout the course of this episode, I'm on several of the topics. I might have sounded a little bit like a negative Nancy about some things, but that being said, any day with any Star Wars in it at all is better than a day with no Star Wars. That was amazing. I'm actually t-shirts kind of with here. that on it. We do. Oh my god! <laughs> write that down. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> trademark that yeah (laughs) god i love it thank you guys so much for sticking around and listening to a little bit longer of a show episode 83 all about our thoughts and review of episode 9 rise of skywalker in the star wars uh universe ending out the skywalker saga of nine total episodes it'll be interesting to see where it goes in the future um but I'm sure we're going to throw our money at it because it is Star Wars. As always, you can find us anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. We're out there on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Anywhere you get the pods, we'll be there. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review. Hit that five-star button. Scroll down. Take about 30 seconds. Let us know what you think. It means an absolute ton in the world to us. Thank you so much. Um, if you have a future topic or want to be a guest on the show, give us an email at youngnostalgiapod at gmail.com. Again, check out Otaku Brothers Podcasts everywhere you get your podcasts. Listen to them. They're great, fun, very good, um, very good show. Absolutely love them. They're entertaining every week. Uh, Ben, anything else, big guy? I think we nailed it. I think we fit about as much Star Wars into an hour that uh, is humanly possible. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. Kyle, anything else, big guy? No. Nope. Just make sure you give him a five-star review and listen to him. Um, <laughs> listen to him, he says. You're the best, man. All right. Thank you so much, Kyle, for being on. You're a longtime friend. Always welcome on Young Nostalgia. It means a ton to have you here. All right. I think that pretty much does it. As we always say here on Young Nostalgia, I almost like forgot what to say as we always say here on young nostalgia oh i forgot (laughs) keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full we'll talk to you next week